Christ, bro. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> we're gonna talk Preston. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. So we're gonna break down the position battles. Hold on. Talk podcast, podcast, podcast. The new reality show. It's the tailgate show. The tailgate show. Come on. I sing. I sing. Give them a run. Give them a run. Welcome to the ridiculousness. Yeah, what's up? What's up, you fucks? You, you're back for another episode of the Tailgate Show. Um, so, what's up, guys? I don't know. Did anybody see Patrick Finley's lanyard collection? That was pretty great. I did see some of those. Can you imagine a guy talking like this, subbing in for a guy that talks like, Hey, yo, hey, ho, how you doing? Oh, hey, ow. Oh, yeah, this is Brad Banks from the trip. <laughs> Off the trip, bro. I'm just saying that, man, that our, our uh, brother, or however you want to look at it, podcast, man, they went from, like, taking, they basically took, like, Flavor Flav and Chuck D out of Public Enemy and put in, like, Urkel. Yeah, they went, they, they went. <laughs> wow. GMC to Kenny G, bro. I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> but I'm just really pumped up to be here and be able to talk about, you know, this game that we all love. Football. <laughs> Yo, wow, dude. Oh, bro. <laughs> How about Brad Biggs? Jumping in like the Kool-Aid man on the... <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, dude, that interview was getting so boring after uh, after our the uh, athletic trainer talked yeah, about all the COVID stuff. Yeah, like, going on and on about, like, about, like, fucking magic doors and temperatures and uh, fucking... Yeah, Andre, Andre Tucker, that, that part of the interview was really cool. Like, he became, they assigned him the infectious control officer. Since like, he started doing his deal, it was fine, but the, him answering questions was kind of brutal. But when they got to, like, actually, when they got to Nagy and Peso, we were just off, like, in the chat because it was just so, like, dry, and I was yeah. just, like, it was fun talking to the other fans and the Packer fans jumping in and shit, but, like, yeah. <laughs> Well, but the highlight of the whole thing was when was when Nagy, of course, came off the top rope on Adam Johns. About oh, that was... Oh yeah, Adam John's writing about seventeen tight ends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Adam John's peed a little bit when that happened. Like he was yeah. just like, <laughs> John's <laughs> off his game a little. Even he tried like he tried throwing Mayor under the bus with Pace like he does annually, and like Pace didn't even bite. Well, and then and then too, he's like. Uh, uh, I know that uh, you need to pick up another nose tackle, and uh, there's a guy whose name rhymes with uh, Bax. Uh. <laughs> like, what? And Hogue is, later, Hogue later is like, what were you doing, dude? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Hogue tried to salvage it. was like, was like, yeah, well, we know that you uh, you almost, uh, we tried to get you to break the, break the Mac trade, but you didn't do it, so... Uh, they even asked him about camp. We, we got to recap why we would even need a t- nose tackle. Eddie, Eddie Goldman did opt out. 
Jenkins too. Opt out parade has happened. I'm sure as all everybody listening to this show probably knows. I mean, if you Jenkins didn't opt out though. He's on the COVID list, right? He's on the Rona list, yeah. Right, but he can come back off of that. See, that's yeah. They they reactivated. That does not mean that they opted out. Does not mean that they had it. It just means that they're at risk. So basically, they're quarantined. Because either somebody in the close proximity to them had it, they had it themselves. They don't. Part of the rules of that list is that they don't say. So they could have had it, they could have not had it. So you've seen a lot of people on it. I mean, Matt Stafford is on it. Uh, Peterson's on it. Peterson, you know, is basically on it. Although it's not really a list for coaches, but he's going to have to be quarantined. You know, Um, but the opt-outs have been coming fast and furious. You know. Doing New England, I mean, people are shook about that. They're saying, you know, Belichick's encouraging him to, and I don't buy that. Well, the I opt-out, just, I mean, the way the, the way that the CBA is structured, the opt-out's actually smart because you get your sign-on bonus, and you also get to carry that contract into the next season, and you don't risk injury. So for, it's, it's a great business decision. But, but the <laughs> fucked-up thing right now is that it's not even signed completely. The, the, we don't know when the deadline is. It could be tomorrow. It could be the fifth. Like it's not signed. The league is pushing it for it to be as soon as tomorrow. But the the full agreement with all the terms of that is still not officially done yet. So it could be sooner. And you've heard some people, some players speaking out saying, "Oh, that's lame. That you know they want to push it forward." But you know, well, I mean, it's if the season ends though. That's the thing. So if, if right. they get hurt or the season ends early, they they actually don't get that money. Right. I'm just like I I don't begrudge obviously any player for opting out. I'm not going to be some meathead, and I know you guys are probably in the same camp. Yeah. Uh, I do agree, though, to some extent that you know they're they're certainly probably safer in the facility than they would be at other places. But it's again, you're trusting what the players are doing outside of the facility. You don't have to look very far. Even my beloved St. Louis Cardinals, which you were quick to <clears throat> throw under the bus. Well, they drove the bus right over themselves. Yeah, they drove it right to Ronatown and picked up some bitches. All- the Marlins were all driving in a bus back to COVID Central or rode over them, I believe, in their bus. <laughs> but that does, I mean, it does put a hole on the roster, though. The big boys either opting out or or being put on the list. I mean, who do you, who do we bring in snacks? He is elite, right? Yeah, he's been a little mad. We may end up going 4-3 more. You got Clowney out there still, Everson Griffin, uh, oh, Mike Daniels. Just, Mike you Daniels still it. out there. You could do a clowny one-year deal. Marcel Darius still out there. Timmy Jernigan. There's some big defensive line. Tim Jernigan, I liked him coming out of Florida State. I really liked him a lot. And then he went to Baltimore, right? That's who got him. And he's kind of been yeah, he, ho-hum here and there. I'm just saying there's some decent names still out there that we could add to the rotation. If we yeah, could. I mean, I think that some of what – Pace said, which was interesting in, in the press conference and in the, the Hogan Johns thing was, you know, I mean, I think he, he definitely kind of people should feel fairly assured about about the Allen Robinson thing. I, I think that they are going to get something done with him. I don't see why they wouldn't. I don't yeah. know why people are freaking out about that anyway. Especially, because, with, especially with the contract's going to be different for next season. 
and yeah, the cap's they, gonna be different. So looking out about it because we obviously want it to happen. It always happens right before the season with pace though. Right. But but let's be honest, I mean we haven't had a receiver of his caliber since Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey. I mean and and figure out the quarterback. Uh, that's the thing. Like, and and I like A. Rob, and I hope he is here a long time. But like, until we figure out the what's going on with the quarterback, how, do you really pay a guy top five money when you can't get him the freaking ball like you should? That's that's a. Yeah, but you still you still have this defense, and you still have a guy who's performing in a top fifteen you know range. Yeah, but you you're, you're talking about who's going to get commit the ball. <laughs> Right. Oh, now, <laughs> well, I mean, not to go off on that topic, but but I'm saying, like, back to the snacks thing, back to – I mean, we can talk about commit in a minute, but mm. we can shine that dome in a minute. But <clears throat> as far as replacing Eddie Goldman, I I think you're not going to see anything happen right away. I think they're going to they're gonna wait and see who else gets – who else gets it gets the COVID, who else opts out, who else gets cut. I think it's going to be a late move, if anything. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see them going on to being aggressive. And, you know, I do worry, even though they do have some of Eddie Goldman's money to play with, I think they have like $5 million extra dollars to play with, then I just don't – I'm worried that – that Ted and George are not gonna just be like, yeah, Ryan, go ahead and spend lots of money in this totally uncertain season when we're not gonna have any ticket sales and no, you know, like no concessions and no, you know, I mean, it's just a huge amount of revenue loss, even though, you well, know, I think the smart NFL. thing is for the franchise to do is to wait until that deadline's passed for the opt out. Oh, absolutely, then- but I think they're gonna wait until like. Well into camp until, you know, like a, maybe the, the first round of cuts downs and, you know, see what happens with regards to that. I just I, I just be surprised if they jump out. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're making calls. And that's the one thing I will give Pace credit for. I mean, is, you know, he certainly gets a lot of crap and I think he deserves a lot of crap. But I do think he covers his bases. Like, I do think that he runs a very systematic ship I just think when push comes to shove they get tunnel vision like I, well, think, I don't think it's a fair assessment I know we're kind of hopping all over the, the place but with Pace like the fact that the one thing that did stick out to me is like he should not have anything to do with the quarterback decision I'm sorry like that I don't know if he meant to like he said it would be a collaboration and I don't no. know if he meant himself or not it wasn't that clear like i think people kind of ran with that just because that's how twitter is yeah even though it's unfair i don't when it comes down to money like when cutler was here the big contract you get it but like that's not where we're at right now you you know pace kind of should have been removed from the decision situation when he decided not to pick up the fifth year i agree there should have been all Nagy's decision at that point but if Pace well, truly is part of this decision, like it should all be the coach right now. But I think that it is, and I think that I think that Pace, just because he said it's a collaboration, doesn't mean that Pace has like a huge say in it. I think this is this is Nagy, DeFlippo, and Lazer's decision, and Pace is gonna support it, and I'm sure have some input. But I don't think. 
that he's going to have a huge problem if they say no Foles as a starter. Like, I don't right. – people want to paint Pace as this guy who's going to pound the table for Mitch. I don't buy that. I mean, Pace brought in Foles. Like, if, if, if Pace really wanted to dig his heels in about Mitch, he wouldn't have brought in Foles. Like, he had an interesting interview now, didn't he? Nick? Oh, yes. You think so? Swinging D? Well, I mean, I just, I will, it's interesting in the sense that it's so different from Mitch. It's interesting in the things he said that Nagy would – well, Nagy would tell you that sometimes a three-yard – a three-step route in the five. No, he wouldn't tell us that, actually. He would actually blame the receiver for not running the route exactly. Well, but that's 100% a tale of two different people. With Mitch, he's protecting Mitch. With Nick, that receiver and Nick make the connection. So now he never has to make that distinction because that's that's the difference between a quarterback who knows what the fuck is going on and one who doesn't. And that's what I think you see. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what I took out of the Foles interview. He you, you tell he's the right guy for this particular time in the competition that needs to take place. He's a pro. He's not going to ruin the culture in the process. Right. Do you know what I mean? He just seems like he, he's all about business. He understands this. He's still going to support Mitch. Either way, he, he understands how, how to walk into this situation and, and not ruin everything around him. But I also think he came off as really, really confident, mm-hmm. not cocky way, but this is this is old hat to him. Yeah, he does not. A few times. And, and just like the clip that, that Jer put up where it's like PPE, and this is, Foles is like, listen, everybody gets so caught up in this guy's a starter, that guy's a starter. At the end of the day, players make plays, right? Right. And and he knows that. And, he, and here's a guy who, when he's in many times, when he's been thrown into the fire, he's performed. Now he's had I mean, he knows his career's been crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he knows that, you know, he's he's had some times where he almost he was one step from being out of the league. So maybe that'd be good for Mitch. Well, uh, also, I'm saying like the guy you're competing against throws like a bomb and nails it, and now like to, to have that mindset. Okay, now I need to do that. That's not where he's at. It's like no, you just he, the best you can do, and right, but you're but just he, trying to focus on what. Sorry, you basically you're just trying to focus on being the best you can be and not because there might be a different play call for you when you're coming in. Right. Whereas I don't think Mitch is going to be able to do that. Mitch is going to Mitch is young and dumb and he came off young and dumb in the interview. Um, you know, when, uh, when, I, honestly, though, I think he came like when he was talking about his mechanics I, and whatnot, like I was okay with that. But when he started, I, I wasn't, I think he's full of shit. There's no way this is the first year in his career. They've tried to work with his mechanics. The, this now, is the NFL, man. <laughs> I don't know. Remember that when Nagy said he doesn't mess with mechanics. Like because footwork is not mechanics. That's that's what I think everybody needs to remember. Footwork is footwork. Mechanics is arm angle, holding the ball, you know, grip, release. You know, is the you making sure the ball's up here or it's down here? Is it over here? You know, that's mechanics. Where, where your arm is moving, you know, release point. Mm, I think arm footwork angle. falls into that. No, it doesn't. Not when they're talking about that. It's different. Footwork is different. 
for running backs are separate. I think they've worked with him a lot on footwork, but remember when Nagy said last year that we don't really mess with mechanics. And I think that that's absolutely true because you look at Mahomes, Mahomes' mechanics are all over the fucking place, but he makes the throws. And just like Schofield said, mechanics don't matter until they do. Right? Exactly. Everybody throws the ball different. This is not, this is not like, you know, there's only one way to throw the ball. It's a, it's really a story about nothing when we're talking about mechanics. Yeah, but you, win. You, just you fucking win. Footwork is part of your mechanics. Use your brain. Like, it, it does affect the mechanics. Read a defense. It does, but but I'm telling you, they they treat it differently. It's a separate thing. Obviously, if you have bad footwork, you're going to have bad mechanics. Your base affects your mechanics. I'm not saying the two are unrelated. They're clearly related. But what I think Mitch means when he says that, and I don't know, I would be giving him too much fucking credit. But, but, and he did elaborate because he said, I'm not going to go into details, but he actually went into a fair amount of details talking about how he holds the ball, talking about his release and, you know, his shoulder shit, which I think is a bunch of baloney. But he's, he's fired up, though. Jesus Christ. Like, fired up like, about it. I'm just saying, like, you. He's bringing the edge. He did say that. What? He's he's bringing the edge. Yeah. Yeah. He's not setting it though. No, he's recognizing I... coverages, seeing the mistakes where he needs to like get better. I, I'm just uh, I'm back on the Mitch bandwagon here. Shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> Wait, let me let me say it like I'm. I'm just. Uh, I think I'm back on the Mitch bandwagon, guys. I'm 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 riding the true true train. <laughs> The only thing I will say is, like, uh, do you remember, like, Ryan Leaf and these guys that were, like, just pegged as busts and they didn't have to deal with this level of being out there and having to be in these interviews and this, like... Ryan Leaf didn't have to deal with this? No, not, like, they, they didn't have to be on, like, Skype interviews. If it, it... Okay, but Ryan Leaf is a bad example. You remember Ryan Leaf blowing up? There wasn't social media back then, though. Thank God. Yeah, but dude, I lived in. I, this happens to be something I know about because I lived in San Diego during the Ryan Leaf time, and that dude got raked across the coals on sports radio. Um, I'm sure in. I'm sure in San Diego, yes. But I'm, right. I'm saying like these guys are out there. Like, he's probably tired it's of different. answering these questions. He doesn't want to be a failure. Like, I, I'll give him that much credit. I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but I think he's handled the situation as best as he can. Maybe he's... I don't have any problem with the way Mitch is handling it. He's in shape. I think he's ready. He's been responsible. He's not yeah. a party. He's not a. He's a nice kid. He is. He's a genuine kid. He's the kind I, of kid you can really get behind, you know? Yeah. Ooh. Wait. What? Oh. Um, so, <laughs> no, no. Oh. Yeah, did somebody end up saying that because like he was working out? I'm really rooting for this kid. Like that. <laughs> it's just, I mean, like. Not not Penn State style here. Oh. Towel snap. Bum, 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 bum. Yo, I just I just look at him and he and he still sounds like a doofus half the time. That's my problem. Is that when he's <laughs> talking about How do you really feel? It just it just bugs me and you know I've been saying this for how long now? Yeah. I mean like three years now I've been saying this. That he's that he just gets into this dumb like 
you know, canned response, word salad, and that's what happened when I think it was uh, it was Stacy Dales who was asking him about, you know, you said you watched every play. What did you learn? And he didn't have shit to say about it. Uh, I just saw that, you know, uh, there were a lot of mistakes that are easily correctable. Bullshit, they're easily correctable. Because you know what you do every week is you watch every play and you sit in a classroom and Nagy tells you your mistakes. So if they were so easily fucking correctable, then you would have corrected them already. Like, it's not... Like, it's not because you fucking sat in your house and watched every play at home and now it's like alarm bells went off. Holy shit, I realize I suck. Like, I don't fucking buy it. Like, it's like... And it, and I don't like, know. He, he said, he said he's, he's get, recognizing coverages, seeing the mistakes, reacting like, quicker. Yeah, but he keeps going back to the... We've all got to be on the same page, and we've all got to be seeing the same things. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But do you understand that you're the fucking guy, right? Like, you're the guy. <laughs> you're the guy who's, who's standing there looking at it from the central position on the field and and diagnosing it, and you are supposed to tell everybody else what to do. It's not ever going to be happy, though. Even when Cutler's playing like shit, he's like, it starts with me, and we got pissed off about that. So we're never going to be happy with these guys' responses. I mean, I'm saying it could have been better. Like, you know, you, you you see these other quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson. Like, I mean, did you see the shape he's in, though? <laughs> yeah, great. But I'm just saying, like, you see you see guys like Deshaun Watson <laughs> give a fucking TED talk at a at a post game press conference talking about coverages you ever hear mitch do that shit no it's just the same doofy word salad like oh we all go to the same page and and i'm sorry when he said that shit about i want to i'm going to prove everybody wrong and prove my teammates right when's the last time you were inspired by a quarterback's press conference any quarterback give me an example Inspired by a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they were, uh, if That's they brutal. lost, I mean, it's all shit. I, I'm just uh, presses like, are presses are pressers, man. I hope I hope Mitch does come out and ball out. I hope whatever who I hope whoever wins the competition is a better guy. And I don't care what the name on the back of the jersey is. I just want to see improvement. And if it's if it's Trubisky, I'm not gonna be mad. I think it could be. Like, I hope it is for all the hard work he's putting in. Why not? All the truthers to to show me in a dollar amount how much merchandise they've purchased. That's what I want to fucking know. <laughs> because there is a direct relationship, and I know you haven't really purchased that much. Uh, but, I, got a, I got a Trubisky autograph picture, two jerseys. Like one jersey. We no two. I bought my wife has one too. So right, I got a, your wife. I got like a twenty. And my daughter has one. I got like oh. a twenty-seven dollar DH gate. Coronavirus special <laughs> jersey. That's all I got into the kid. So <laughs> my investment is low. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> yeah, as far as I mean, the merchandise. That, that's I get what you're saying. They, but I, I think that Mitch has a better shot at actually playing a full season than Foles. <sighs> Maybe. Well, I mean, I understand why people want him to work out. They want. Number one, they want to do a victory lap on the on everybody else. They want to be right. Yeah. And they That's also fun. Yeah, they, they want all the ultimately what Bears fans want is for the for the Watson Mahomes Trubisky shit to go away. 
That's what they want. And that's because they're tired of it. They're tired of that being the only thing that, because God damn it, it was so great for that year of 2018 when it was like, we didn't have to hear that, right? Like, we still heard it, but we didn't have to hear it so much. Like, we were Khalil Max Bears, you know what I mean? We were we were that defense, and we were, we were posing in the end zone, and we were, you know, swinging big dicks everywhere, and, you know, like, causing a ruckus, and watch out for the Bears, and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, 2019, it was just nothing but, should have drafted Mahomes. You know, and now Holmes won the fucking Super Bowl. I wanted Watson. I, I do think, like, like I said, when the when the all three of them were coming out of college, to me, Mahomes was the risk, the the riskiest out of all of them. He reminded me a lot. of Jay took a lot of risk, but he got with the right coach that could really rein him in. Like he, that was his far basically. Andy Reid's been with far before, so he knows how to take that gunslinger and make something out of him. He had Nagy and he had Alex Smith. Right. But I thought I thought. I thought Mitch may have had the most potential coming out of college because he looked like the most pro-ready style quarterback out of the three of them. But I thought Watson was the like the quickest one to have results if you throw him in a starting position. But Watson, the thing with Deshaun, I don't know. I think the length of his career is, is something I, I question just because he's exposed to a lot of freaking hits, man. We'll see. I mean, the, the only knock on Watson, the literally only legitimate. I, I love his heart, though. With is was the injuries, and it reared its head. I mean, the guy missed yep. most of his season already. It's not he's, like he. Yeah, but the kid is a straight baller. Like oh, he's, he's got a Kobe MJ yeah. killer instinct. Right, and and getting passed over has only made that sharper, and and more serious. Yeah, he's but out for blood. Like he. Anybody. And, and listen, there were plenty of people that, and we, you know, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but there were plenty of people that had Mitch ranked higher than than Deshaun. I mean, that's not, that's reality. They had Mitch. Yeah, but you never go with the highest ranked guy. That's why these people are going to eat crow and well, when, when they, they, and all that. And, and, you know, somebody made a good point today that, like, sometimes the short, smaller sample size is better because all you have is good shit. So Mitch may have only had a certain, that small amount of starts, but they were all good. He put up crazy numbers during that time. Whereas Deshaun came back for another year, had some moments where it was like, to me, like, I don't know how you could see the guy play the way he played in two consecutive national championship games and be like, oh, I don't know, other than the injury. But yeah, but usually national championship quarterbacks don't pan out either. Yeah, well, usually quarterbacks don't pan out. But I those mean, national championship guys, for some reason, there's a history of those guys that just don't pan out. You think Joe Burrow's going to flop? Giddy does, but I don't. I, think he's I didn't gonna... say flop. I said Lawrence is going to be a better pro. Well, what do you think Burrow's going to be, though? He's going to Cincinnati, man. Boomer Sison. <laughs> Baby. If he's Boomer Sison, he'll be happy. Yeah, I think Lawrence is going to be a baller, dude. I don't know. I just don't really see it with Lawrence. That was a sophomore season. That was only a sophomore season. Yeah, but guess what? He's coming out. 
He might not even play next season. Oh, Burrow's 23 if years old. If you're him, you? No, no way. I'd be if, like, anybody, if I know that I'm going to be drafted probably top five, I'm not playing this upcoming football season. Why would you? Like, oh. <coughs> Sorry, had, guys. Yeah, they already have had guys opt out. Like, he's, already, you know? he's only 20 years old. So what? There's a Red Sox pitcher that got it, is, you know, has a heart condition now. No, no, no. I'm saying as far as oh. I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking oh, about oh. what he what he's done in college. I understand that, but he is at this point. If he came out right now and the draft was tomorrow, he's a top five pick. Yeah, easily. Maybe top two. That's why the Patriots so are thinking. So why would right you now. play again? <laughs> I wouldn't. If I was him, why would I wouldn't play another down in college football? Imagine being Cam and seeing every all those guys opting out. Oh, man. God. That's rough. Yeah. Speaking of opting out, most recent one is uh, Geronimo Allison. Uh, so another oh. wide receiver from the Packers. <laughs> well, he's on the Lions. What? Isn't he on the Lions now? No. He thought so. I don't believe so. Adam Sheffer said Packers receiver Geronimo Allison. Didn't say the Lions receiver unless he was mistaken. Hmm. Hmm. I don't believe that he's uh Fuck him. Packers. <laughs> anyway, that's that's Funches and him opting out. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Yeah, we, dude, that's why to... that's why I didn't understand why you retweeted it, because Chef oh. said another Lions wide receiver, Geronimo Allison, is opting out, and you did Will Smith in an empty room. I'm like I'm Aaron Rodgers be like, I'm like, the, is he playing for the Lions? I fucked up. Yeah, it's all right. Shame. <laughs> we activated Artavis Pierce off the. Yeah, so he came off the list, which is nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, they're testing these guys four times before they can even enter the building. Mitch was saying. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's not the nasal scratching you behind the eyeball test that they're taking, I assume. Because that takes. No, from what I, I don't know, I don't know 100, but from what I've heard from the baseball players, it's a lot of saliva production. Is you gotta you gotta put a lot of spit into a little cup. Oh, they're spit doing the spit test. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we know a lot of guys that couldn't even. They'd be like, "Why do you Why do you want me to spit?" Throw <laughs> 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 one out, homies, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Sorry, there's just, there's just a lot of. A lot of fuckery going on. Right into oh, in the podcast world, there's always people willing to take one for the team. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> shots, shots, shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And nobody knows what we're talking about, but that's okay. Sure, some people know. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Sure is, but you know what? It's good to have the idea of football back. Hopefully things, I mean, with this Doug Peterson thing, though, it's just like you get excited about football coming back, then you hear a coach has it now. It's just like, oh, man, like are we going to see football or not? I don't know how it's going to work because you watch the NHL. They're doing it pretty much correctly if you ask me. You know, yeah. full bubble. NBA is doing it correctly. 
I, boy, I don't know. I think you're going to see the same thing like what they're doing with baseball now, where you could have games uh, well shut down. Here's what here's what I will say that I think the main difference is on the con side. Obviously, the roster size and the amount of people involved in football is extremely high. It makes it a lot more challenging to do a bubble situation. But they only play once a week. Baseball, they got these guys playing every single day. This schedule, 60 games, is it's like 60 games in 70 days. It's like, insane. Right. So, so that is making it that's making it more challenging, you know, and what you saw with the Marlins and the Phillies, which is fucking stupid. And somehow the Phillies, Phillies seem to have gotten out of that thing pretty unscathed, which is amazing. Um, but they basically decided amongst themselves to go ahead and play. Like didn't consult with anybody knew that the Marlins had positive tests and just like amongst, you know, the managers and the players decided, yeah, fuck it. We're just going to play. Hmm. So I I think that the NFL has a better chance in the sense that they they only play once a week and I do think that maybe they, you know, that 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 will protect them from the ripple effect that you're seeing in baseball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get what you're saying. So if you if you have a team that all of a sudden has an outbreak, it's easier to isolate them and to isolate the outbreak. What I don't understand with baseball is what the fuck is the point of the, they have these huge taxi squads. So like with the Cardinals, okay, you have four players. Why are you postponing games? Call fucking four taxi guys up and let's roll. You know, like, like I just think that the Marlins thing scared them and then they were like, okay, wait, 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 wait. But, like, uh, they need to power through this shit. Like, if you're going to – Like, Russell Westbrook dropping 31 points tonight. Power through like that. Right. Just saying. Right. <laughs> and, I mean, that's what he's supposed to do, right? Milwaukee who? Word. So – But I think, like, it's not going to be pretty. Like, it's going to be weird. Like, it's going to be bumpy. Like, I mean, they even were – you know, they were – Talking about maybe keeping the quarterback separate, you know. Once, yeah, try, once talk NBA. You guys have been bringing up Major League Baseball twice in this podcast. I bring, I bring up NBA for one second. Because just because your Bulls are in the NIT of the freaking shit. Yeah, it's just my my Pacers threw up a fifty three burger, bitch. A fifty three burger. <laughs> fifty. Some guy, burger. some guy scored fifty points on TJ Warren. Is that the yeah. guy? Yeah, I didn't yeah. even know who it was. Who? I don't know. Some guy in the Pacers. I didn't oh, even know. Like, I saw the jersey, and I was like, is that a Warriors jersey? What the fuck jersey is that? <laughs> like, I was like, not only, like, I tried, I'm sorry, but I tried to watch the basketball, and I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, I like NBA Twitter better than I like NBA games right now. Uh, like, yeah, but if, you, if you watch Harden, you'd be all right. I'm all for I'm that. I'm surprised. I mean, I, props to them for, for, for playing hard and, and all that, and I think it's great, but I'm just telling you that, like, I, and they can have whatever they want on the back of their jerseys. That was distracting to me. Like, I was just like, I don't know who the fuck is who. Like, you know. Like, you know who the beard is. 
Just saying. Yeah, you know that you would assume that I'm. You're assuming I'm watching the Rockets game. Is that what you? That what I you're assuming? That, I think low key you're Harden fan. Yeah. I am a Harden fan. I don't hate him as much as most most NBA fans do. I don't I don't get the hate, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch. But I'm just saying I've been watching baseball and I've been enjoying it. I, I turned on a little bit of the NBA and I was just kind of like, eh. like the NHL was great. I was yes. so glad to see that back. And you know, a lot of Blackhawks fans probably listen to us. I that was probably a bigger upset than I ever anticipated coming right out. Of the games. Yeah, nobody thought, especially after they went down one nothing. Everybody was like, I was like, oh, it's over. And then they came back. They can't talk so, hockey. Can't do it. That's no. fine. It was. It, it's just been nice to have some sports. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think I mentioned this last time. That it's just like anything that has like a beginning, a middle, and an end. Like I feel good about. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I started watching something and it ended, and it wasn't like Netflix where just another episode started again. A lot of, a lot of things ending lately. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of finality at foot. Yeah. Of, <laughs> I mean, you gotta pay to play, kids. Un- unsatisfying finales like The Sopranos, though. Like, right. Game of Thrones style finales. Right. Did you uh? Did you guys see a little of Bears podcast land? It right. Was... <laughs> I got him. COVID, yeah, COVID just like mm, tearing through the podcast world. But it, did you see the Bears training camp highlight video? Yes. Did you see that Cole Komet catch? No. Brought to you by Brian Quinn. Compared to what we're used to seeing, like the the tight end group they've had, that kid's. He's a big dude. We knew this. For a rookie. What do you mean for but, a rookie? He's a fucking tight end. So Adam, that's no, that's no Adam Shaheen like little twig. He's bigger than Broniker too. Settle down. Broniker was Broniker was busy crying with the goal. Oh, did you see that? Yeah. Wow. Huh? What I said it in our chat, man. He was sitting down with the Golix having a having a tear. Tear fest for the last episode of uh, Golik on ESPN Radio. He was sitting there with Golik Jr. and Sid, uh, you know, the mom, and and he's he's a member of the family now. Broniker. A lot of, lot of Notre Dame loving there. Your oh, boy that's, Broniker. A, that's Notre Dame. Well, they had to get somebody smart in there. That's why they brought the Harvard kid huh? in. Sydney, <laughs> Sydney went to Notre Dame too. They all did. The Goliks like. You know, this is gonna be like a bowling building at Notre Dame, I'm sure. But that, the most important thing I saw in that that highlight video that I thought I would see right out of the gate when he came onto the team was Roquan breaking the huddle. It looked like he was the one calling the play for the defense. I don't know if you guys picked that up. Mm. He, he cracked, he the, cracked the huddle. Yeah, he broke it up. He was the guy that everybody was watching. So that that's a step in a positive direction if he's the one that can actually be the guy getting the plays in. Is he wearing his glasses? Danny's going to give it up? Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we need him to step. We need him to do that. Brunch, brunch, Roquan. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just something subtle. That I was just like, oh, okay. That, that's that's good. That's what I expected out of him to be that guy eventually. Is there a breakdown on the, on the highlight package you're putting up? No, this is what the Bears put out, man. I'm just saying that's something that's something to probably keep an eye on. Like if, if anyone's going to. Do a tape breakdown on it. If we're playing a 4-3, you're gonna need. I think you're gonna see more 4-3 if we don't end up replacing Goldman. 
Uh, yeah, and that's not bad. I don't think you'll see 4-3. I think you'll see nickel. Look, Goldman is on the field for 40% of the defensive snaps. Okay? He's not no. all the time anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, So you're going to just see, like, and this is why I don't think they're necessarily going to rush out and overspend on a replacement. Like, you're going to see Nichols, Roy Robb, Abdullah Anderson, um, what's-his-face is John back. Jenkins. Jenkins is back. You're going to see a lot of rotation, I think. So I, I JJ and them brought that up on their podcast. They were talking about, you know, it's okay to have rotation as rotation, but what happens when rotation plays out is it gets exposed. So hopefully they have an answer for that. Which right. I think or, they do. What, or what happens with rotation is it become at least a predictability. Right. And and what you what the smart teams will notice, okay, when this guy's in, this means this. When this right. guy's out, this means this. I think to some extent that was already happening. Uh, but that's, you know, that's what happens when your depth isn't good depth. Right. 4-3, nickel, one middle linebacker is all I'm saying. I agree. I agree. I mean, ultimately we need – we're going to have Quinn playing with his hand in the dirt going to get the quarterback. Quinn and Mac, oh. So it's going to be mm. – mm. It's It's – it's, and then bars and commit on the other side of the ball. You don't want to have happen. What you, what you don't want to have happen is they just start running up the middle all the time, and it doesn't matter if those two guys come off the edge, you know. So we, what you hope is that you can, you know, throw some stunts and and mix it up, and and they're not, you know, I mean that that, that I just I don't think it's gonna be. I'm not that worried about that. Obviously, losing Goldman is big. Yeah. But if, you know, like it's not as big as losing Hicks or losing um, a key, or using Mac or Quinn or. Yeah, it is. I mean, you you get big men up front, keep a lot of heat off your linebackers, allow them to be free. Um, it's it's extremely important. Like that, Ur- Urlacher was much more effective when you had that the big beefy dudes in front of him. I'm not, you're saying, able to I'm not saying the nose is not important. I'm not saying it's not, se- it's not a sexy position, but it, it's a position that everybody feeds off of. And he doesn't get a lot of stats. I'm just saying I'm not as I would be more worried about some other guys. I think both. it's I think you need to effectively replace him either with scheme yeah. or with with a body, man, because I think that's a very I underrated. Think position. I think it's a very you've you've made every good argument as to why you need to go out and make get somebody up the middle yeah i, I, I mean, just don't know if they're gonna do it you really think i don't know if they will either I, it's a lot of money that's that would probably cost us it's a big one you have to solidify that center of the field yeah once you do that it's a wrap kid it all builds out from there you need that guy the clog I'm trying to say you don't i just i i'm just saying like i think i'd be more concerned if we lost some other guys than him who okay, let's play let's play a name game with it. Like Hicks, Hicks Mac, Mac, Quinn, Jackson, Fuller. Okay. You'd be more concerned with Fuller being out. 
Trevathan, that's where I'd cut the line us, And we've talked about this, but Trevathan or Roquan going out is going to put us in a problem quickly. I think the yeah. front seven uh, the front seven is the most important part of the defense. Of course it is. I'm just saying I, I just feel like that I think this is – if you had to lose an important part – that I think this is something they can they can work with. I I if I was them I'd go sign snacks yesterday. You know. Yeah. For the death I would too. But I'm just saying I don't think it's gonna happen. Mm. I just I do not want like and I feel better about a, a a middle of the defense with Jenkins, Bilal, Roy Rob. Whoever. is a sneaky name too, because we were really high on him coming into last season. Like we expected him to take that huge leaps and bounds going, but like I still think he, that's a guy to keep an eye on coming into this year. Right. When yeah. Rob's basically on another one-year deal, so he's gonna be playing for a deal. Mm-hmm. I, and you know, the thing that kills me is I wish we had re-signed Nick Williams even more now. Yeah. Because we'd be. Gold, good to go, and I don't think he. I mean, he didn't go for that much money. Like right. I kind of feel like they, you know. Even Mike Daniels, though, on the cheap, I think he's still out there. Yeah. That's a guy that can just cause some disruption. Yeah, I mean, they need it because because you like if you lose another one, then you're in real trouble. But yeah. I'm saying like if you lose like let's say God forbid we lose you know one or two of those linebackers. Danny and Roquan, and then you're ending up with, you know, fucking Josh Woods and Iggy or Tarkavius Mingo and who the hell, whoever the fuck. Right. That's it's rough. Ugly. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a we polar opposite of what we're healthy. used to. <laughs> it's so many things that can potentially. Right, and like, that's the thing is that every year football is is so much about who stays healthy. And I'm just talking year, about the virus staying healthy. I'm not even talking about I know, physically. But, right, but that's what I'm saying is that now there's this whole other insanely nefarious, crazy level to staying healthy. Like it, during the season, like if I see fucking Roquan out around town, I'm a Put his ass in a cab and send him home. <laughs> That's fine that he likes boats. That's a good place to be. I don't know how great it would be in December in like, Chicago, but if you see it, people of Chicago. If you see Roquan out there, like you gotta call the cops <laughs> like, immediately. Do not good make cops. a Twitter post about a car. Yeah, the good cops. <laughs> like, don't call the cops. Call. Uh, <laughs> never mind about calling the cops. Call. Call. Call fucking somebody. Get him home. Get him home. You know what I mean? We can't have these guys out there on the streets. Not not this year. Right. So. Like my wife got my wife got me those that tile system for my birthday. So I'm always like, where's my keys? She's like, you know what? Here's tile. Just do that for the players. Get me a little stick on tile. I know where they at. Fucking players would be under house arrest. Now, <laughs> do you think? Do you think that they? Do you think they honestly would ever consider going to like three bubbles, basically like an East, Midwest, and West bubble? I think it'd be smart. If they're well, not gonna what? be, if they're not gonna be putting fans in in the seats, I think right. it, it would financially make a lot of sense. 
what's it going to take to get that to happen? Baseball getting canceled? Like, is it going to, you know. If the, if the NBA proves to be successful and baseball proves to be a failure, it's, it's there for you to understand that you need a bubble. Right. But people have said, I don't know how you do it, but I, th- I think they could do it. Like, you have convention centers, and, you know, I mean, you know, you say you choose Chicago and, you know. But the, but the bubble would mix the three bubbles. You'd have to only play the teams in those bubbles. Well, That's what gets tricky. You would have to shuffle up the schedule. You definitely would have to do like the MLB has done and make new divisions. and, and or Just all division games. Can you imagine? Well, it's heavy division anyway. I mean, let's yeah. just you know. I mean, let's just say that like, you know, for the Bears, <clears throat> I mean, what they're not, you know, you do, region, you do a regional schedule. Yeah, I would say no schedule. We'd end up with the, we'd end up with like you know Dallas and like you know we'd end up with the middle. The Colts. Like Dallas. The, the Broncos <clears throat> and maybe be the furthest west, and then you know Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs and yeah, I I mean I think they have to consider it. Now the question is is because the reason there's no bubble in the MLB is because the players wouldn't go for it. They said straight up they don't, I don't want. Know if you want to play any teams from Texas, to be honest. Or you play the Texans. Well, right yeah. now, yeah. They... Right, but that would why would that change? I mean, you could keep it as it is. You play, you know, we have the Falcons, you play the Texans, you play whatever. You just have to maybe think about, I mean, we play the Colts already, right? Don't we? Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, yes. Yes. It'd, so be like kinda, join, it'd be like joining a shitty conference just to make a schedule. Right. Like Notre Dame style. Yeah. <laughs> actually, <laughs> Hurt by that because they're they're actually gonna they're actually gonna have to play more actual teams by doing yeah teams. like shots from an IU fan are like Come bringing to the like 10, a, we'll, we'll kick bringing like a, super, a super soaker to like a freaking paintball fight. Come to the Big like, Ten, we'll kick your ass every week. Oh God. Anyway, so Jer, how do you feel? What do you think? Like, there's been some like. Fan comments like James Daniels coming in looking that Jack. Do you think he's still working at center? Do you like people are saying on Twitter like which doesn't really hold any weight? Oh, he might be trying out for left tackle. He's like, not going to tackle. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm like, huh? Okay, but like, do you think that being that ripped is still helpful for him to play center? Yeah, you've got to have good upper body strength. I mean, re- when you're playing center, it's a lot of reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, you snap and you have to have your hand. You got to snap the ball with one hand, be ready to attack with another. And then depending on the play, you have to pull. Sometimes you got to cut, you got to. So being more physically fit will be a benefit to him. So who do you, th- who do you think, uh, if you had to pick a guy right now, who would be the center? That... God, it's, I know it's early. It's, it depends on the quarterback. Yeah. I really believe that if it's Mitch, that. It's not going to be James Daniels. Right, it'd be his binky. It'd be his binky boo I'm the same as you. I think if it's Foles, it's, it's Daniels. But, you know, I don't know what this coaching staff's going to do. Which, that's actually good for the quarterback competition because I think, like, if Daniels, when Foles is in, Daniels would be at center. I remember and I think what, is in, his rookie year going to camp and watching what he did to Akeem Hicks. Yeah. Akeem shot across his face, and James Daniels buried him. 
I think even like, even though he wasn't playing he wasn't playing center at the time, I don't think. No, he's playing if I'm wrong. When he handled Donald. He had a nice season at guard. I mean, people want to get it twisted and, and he and like, handled Aaron Donald. Yes. That Post was insane. Did that too. He got hit from all angles. Yes. Right. But, but Daniels was right in the middle of that. Yep. I, I just think and like that kid had a good 2018. I heard some I hear some fucking people out there trying to say something different wrong. No, that was a badass young. season. Was he 22? Young as now? hell. Yeah, he's like he's barely about, man. 21. He can I think. just yeah, he can just now buy a beer. Right. Like kid is young. I, I like that pick. I'm still rolling with that guy. Yeah, I will even, say this though, like, that he, he has an elite ability. Like there's only two or three guys in the league that can get to the second level as quick as he can. Right. And Olin doesn't just all like randomly. He's the last person for to guys. Go out. Right. Like you know what I mean. I will say this though. One thing that I was a little bothered by, and I continue to be bothered by, is how much they're pinning on the Castillo acquisition. Yeah. Like, and Pace talking about how Castillo is regarded as one of the best offensive line coaches in the league. Well, who the fuck was Hilly Heastan? He was. Like, if he's so great, then why was he, like, a consultant at Michigan? Yes! Dude, like, dude, like, come on. You're trying to tell me what he did in Buffalo was so great? We know it wasn't. And like, the league was so few great offensive lines. Do you think a genius would be high? He's acting like they hired fucking Skarnekia out of, out of, you know, New England. Like, no, sorry. Like, I'm glad he's Natty's boy, mm. uh, and I'm sure he's a, a fine coach. But stop. I just think it's like it's uncalled for because it's, and you know, and I'm not polishing the dome here. Like, I'm really just like, come on. Everybody knows that Harry Houston is a, great offensive line coach and it's like just act like you know that that oh, look at all, look at all the guys you instead of college right like to yeah. act like switching that guy out is like this obvious upgrade no i don't buy that for a second, Not a second. like and so i just like it's just a weird and that's why he can't sleep on bars i mean that's who trained him in college and just wait for it all right, well, that's our show, folks. Thanks very much. <laughs> no, I just, like, and I'm sorry, that just, like, bothers me. Like, it's like, are you really going to blame Heastand? Like, you're really going to blame Heastand. And he, and I think Pace said something, too, like, you know, Castillo's, like, really excited about what he has to work with. He's fucking excited to have a job. <laughs> he didn't have exactly. a fucking job. Like, dude was on the unemployment line, like, volunteering Getting that $600 extra. <laughs> hey, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, he's, he's just going to, you know, and it's like, yeah, because Harry was like probably pissed about, you know, the fact that, that all you gave him to work with was fucking Rashad Coward. Like, Harry's like, are you kidding me? And like, you won't. And, and I'm telling you that there was friction. I guarantee you he stand wanted bars in there. Mm-hmm. And. Nagy and Pace are were committed to this bullshit Rashad Coward project. And sorry, shouts to Rashad. I could have sworn there was something, uh, you know, and I could be totally off base. And I don't if I'm crucified, I'm crucified. But I thought there was something with Barr's contract. Like they paid him a little bit extra to keep him from yeah, going they paid to him England. To keep him from going to England. But there was something to... with a snap count too, if I'm not mistaken. 
in his deal. Oh, I don't know about that. Th- there were incentives, I'm pretty sure. Okay, that's I, fine. I have to check it. So, like, but everybody's like, oh, he didn't play. Well, I think that there's a well, financial... Well, if that's the case, then, you, then that's also bullshit. Because they had the Bradley Sowell project going on. You had the Rashad Oof. Coward project going on. You had... I mean, and they, got, they basically got lucky that you know, that some of the other guys stepped up, Cornelius Lucas and, and company stepped up when, when, when Massey went out with his mysterious migraines and vertigo or whatever he had. Gotta, that's the guy that we've got to be worried about too. We can't be satisfied with him at that tackle spot. Right. right. Barsh can pick that up too. As I, as I said, I'm, I'm good with Spriggs and Ifedi. I think those are good low cost Possibly high upside pickups. I just feel like you had Best you, you needed. Whatever. Yeah, I think you could win the 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 job easily. Yeah, if he, if if he's not starting, I'd be shocked. Yeah, but right. I, I think it's bars after that. Maybe, maybe not. I just need to see more. I mean, I'm I'm not just being a dick here, but I need to see him play more. Yeah. And you're not gonna see it in the preseason. We all need it. We all need to see. Is, we all is need to Wits, see you know, is is there going to be no. another addition? You know, is Witzman going to going to show up? I mean, I know he's been hanging around. Like, you well, know, this guy played with Kemet too. There's a chemistry the, the, there. The Jets. Oh, stop. You're a dumb fuck. The Jets. <laughs> the Jets. <laughs> like, I'm not talking about you, Homer. I'm not sitting here saying Mustafer. <laughs> like, he hates Mustafer. Jared hates Mustafer. Jared's saying I don't like him either. I don't, I'm not a fan. He's little. He's not. There's a reason he went on and drafted, and it wasn't, it wasn't injured. Yes. No. It was just he wasn't that great. No, he's not that great. Garbage. Bar, bar Garbage. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, man, I was surprised as anybody. I like when Bars got in the preseason. There's going to be no preseason. Right. These camps are going to be tight as mm. all get out. There's, and that was a, another thing that, that Pace said that I thought was interesting is that he was talking about how the lack of preseason games is going to affect their scouting. Yeah, which is going to make them motivated to keep the practices even tighter because they don't want anybody else knowing what the hell is going on. Yeah, and knowing... it's going to be a very controlled message. So we're not going to know shit. No, like, we're going to have to piece it together as best like, we can. There ain't going to be no like secret Instagram videos from Anthony Miller like letting us know who's no, but winning. Hopefully we got the Lanyard King probably going to do some nice sketches for us. Finley. <laughs> Lanyard. Lanyard. He does do some nice sketch work. He does. That's I gotta true. give him credit for that. I was yeah, he does do some nice, nice sketch work. He does. <laughs> you should auction that shit off, man. I would probably bid on one. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, those were good. Well, it was <laughs> funny that even fucking uh, who said? I mean, I think Weeder said he misses Bourbonnet, Hogan Johnson. Yeah. They, those guys would kill to to have a trip away from home. Like they they bitched about it, but they would kill to have a trip. Oh, like I'm that sure right now. Yeah. Right Don't now. know what you got till it's gone. Right. Like it's you know it's not gonna it's not gonna be nearly as fun doing a little dinky commute up to Lake Forest every day, parking. No. But having said that, they they control the message now, where like the fans can't aren't going to be able to oh, yeah. these, are, and... these are close practices there's league rules about that it's not right. just the bears 
Like the, every it's, single practice is essentially going to be treated as a closed practice. Exactly. So now the media has the power back. Right. And it's, some it's, some the fans teams can't are, just try to play media. That they right. had that struggle for a while. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And and a lot of teams did, but some teams are already talking about how they're going to broadcast practice. It ain't going to be the Bears. No. Like I'm sure they'll put out some little highlight videos, but it's going to be very measured. You know what I mean? Like they're they're making sure that it's like. Gas up Foles, gas up Nick, gas up Foles, gas up Nick, you know what I mean? Like, they just bouncing back and forth between, you know, between the two. We'll see the, 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 the regular schedule. Actually, is Hard Knocks going to happen this year? That that would be interesting no. to see what the – no? I don't I think, think so. so. I think that's just too much. It's just too much to add into the mix, in my opinion. I'd be shocked. Yeah. It'd be a very interesting season now, capture. Now he did have an interesting quote where he said that he claims that it's going to be so transparent that, you know, they're going to know if a guy has, if he plays like crap, he's going to know, you know, he played like crap and we're going to well, tell yeah, him Well, yeah, not, not for us, for the team. No, but and say, so like they're going to know, but if so, it would be interesting to see what we can pick up from these little snippets here and there because DeFlippo's going to talk, probably Laser's going to talk, mm. you know, obviously Mitch and Foles are going to talk. Are they going to crack, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, They're going to have to get good. Aaron been... Cromer back in the fold. Yes! <laughs> They've been pretty good about controlling the message. Under, under I agree. The I'm, just, I'm just saying I think you might be able to tell a little something from Mitch. I think if Mitch is, Mitch is starting to get a little salty, a little bristly, might 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 be able to you know put two and two together. Whereas I think Foles is going to be the same no matter what. I think we're really going to have to rely on the reporters to really give us the little glimpses in as much as they can without losing credentials. Right, and we'll just see. I don't know how much that's going to be possible. I know that they you know, I mean they they were relying on the open practices and the reports from open practices last year. I mean they certainly don't. I mean they could just they could just credential us and we'll we'll. Freaking probably get our credentials ripped after like two practices, but yeah. at least we'll get the message we'll out there for the fans. We'll have a good time for, yeah. streak, for streaking. Yeah, it's okay. Hey, Brawl Network, get, get us those credentials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah. You got any gum? <laughs> got any gum on your dick? <laughs> so, yeah. I don't. It's you. We're gonna know shit. I mean, that's the thing is, we're not gonna know shit. And and why would they tell anybody? Why would you let the the Lions know who's gonna start? Do you see a scenario where they could do a Zoom style for the fans practice? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why not? I mean, just you know how they had fan days. You know, they yes. always had. They will have. They're not gonna be a Zoom style. There will just be a live feed. Like a live stream. Yes, there will be a stream. I think there will be a day. A stream, you say? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a stream. Out in the yard. They'll be streaming on the yard. Yeah. I have a stream. Uh. No, I think they'll probably they're gonna give us maybe one day. 
You, you think? Know, I think yes. it'd be cool, man. It'd be, it'd be something. I mean, it's going to yeah. be so hard to just fucking... Call it Fap Day. Fap? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be... Uh, yeah. You're going to get people live tweeting it. I'll probably be one of them. <laughs> it will be like at least you're honest about it. No, it'd probably be like they'll do family night live. Yeah, but that's cool. So we get to see football. Well, yeah. Yep. I, mean, I will. I will say that the cool thing about the NHL and the, and the NBA broadcast is that you really, I don't really miss the fans that much. No, they did a really good job. I think. And even with the baseball, the way they just they just don't shoot the stands, and you don't really notice it that much. That the fans are not not in there. It's allowed them to do some different things. So I don't. I'm not too concerned about the product. If we when we get to the point when there's actually games, I think the product is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, it might be better. In some ways, no, and there's less distractions. You know, they can actually. I don't know about better. I think I, I like the I like fans in the I background. Just, I just think that like fans overblow the amount that they're heard by the players. Like they think well, that yeah, fans, fans think that that matters more than it does. No, it'd, it'd be better for someone like Mitch. It'd be better for all kickers. <laughs> You know, there's like nobody out there. It's just like, okay, this is like practice. I think it's still gonna do the bear raid siren. That'd be hilarious. I mean, have sound. They're gonna have sound pumped in. Yeah, Uh, basically, it's gonna be like playing in the XFL. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) With possibly more fans. <laughs> do you do you nominate a guy as like a designated distractor of the kicks? And be like, okay, you you run over to that side where they're kicking. You just oh, act game so- on the line, like no fans in the stands, like kickers. That's gonna be awesome for them. It's like just another practice kick. Yeah. How many times? I mean, like, what's the over under on number of times that fucking Collinsworth and Michaels just goes on and on about how strange it is with no fans? A million. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna put it yeah. in a million. Like, well, that's the thing. I don't know if I can even like watch Collinsworth with no fans. Like, ugh. it's it's gonna be rough, bro. Yeah. And Romo with all his noises. I don't. At least Romo at least like educates you a little bit. Speaking of which, did you see our? We got our wish that Riddick is going to be on the Monday night broadcast. Oh, is he? Yes. That's pretty it cool. That's it pretty. is pretty cool, but it's one step further away from taking an executive position. Not necessarily. Look at, look so. at Mayock. I mean, not at it all. It only takes one guy. Yes, I don't. I don't look at that at all that way. Um. So. I'm not too worried about it. Word. And speaking of Riddick, what's the fucking deal with him calling uh, Mahomes the Ferrari now all of a sudden? So what about Maserati Mitch? What the fuck happened to that? Yeah. Where's our boy Maserati? Mm. 
traded in that. traded in for a 87 Camry. Spraying on that high karate. That's all. Awesome. <laughs> that's, that's old school. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 Camry came with a bottle of high karate in it. Yeah. What do you what do you know about the old school Kalagne? You don't know it. <laughs> Ooh, Literally to- toilet water. <laughs> toilet. Toilet. <laughs> Here comes the funny noises. Yeah, I shouldn't really talk about it. I make it funny noises, right? So yeah, they put they've been putting out all the hype shit, all the photos coming out. Yep. I, I was saying today that I think Tolliver and Jalen Johnson's gonna be a battle. Yeah, I can't believe people are like, uh, they're just gonna give it to Jalen Johnson. It's like, because they just they're buying the hype. He had I mean, a, he get... had good tape in college, yes, but he yeah. also got torched. Do you guys think we should try to start doing a daily podcast and really get hyped up and talk like this the whole time? Yes. <laughs> I think it's a fantastic idea. Uh, position patterns. Linebacker are gonna be amazing. Uh, if you're hyped, I'm even more hyped. God, I'm so hyped. And we so, just feed off each other's hype. No, thank but really, know. I think. No, I, thank I, you for this opportunity. I think Tolliver is not gonna go quietly. Um. I think Tolliver gets to start in the beginning of the season. Right. I'll I mean, be that guy. We've seen that. We've seen the seniority matter before. Yeah. And I think Sol- it's going to matter now more than ever. Tolliver sat behind a Mukamara with good reason. Oh, but no. he should have gotten into the game sooner with good reason. He should have had more snaps. They they gave a Mukamara the veteran credit far too long, in my opinion. He was getting burnt a lot. And so, I don't know. I think that's going to be interesting. I don't know that Dion Bush is necessarily like – Gonna give up a give up a job that easily? I mean, I'm pretty sure Tayshon Gibson's gonna start. I'm not making excuses for Prince, but I think his style. And any any cornerback's gonna play better when you have a healthy front seven. But with Prince's style, I think it's harder to contain when you don't have the guys up front getting the pressure that oh, they, they were the year prior. So like, sure. I think Tolliver. That's where Tolliver. I think because of his experience in a healthy front seven. Yeah, man. I, I think that he'll be he'll be a lot better off. People give cornerbacks shit for getting beat on double moves, but you know what you need to get a double move to work? Protection. Damn. Like if you no double move in the world works if there's pass rush. Right, and you have Kyle that plays <laughs> off Prince was kinda of more in your face. So like Right. So you that's what hold, we, you, you have to hold that, you're gonna get it's a lot easier to get burnt on that too. Right. And that's why people are assuming that Jalen is gonna slide right in because he's a press corner. Mm-hmm. But he looks good. I mean, you know, whatever. No, no pads, and I mean, he looks like he looks. Dude, he looks we got like two first perfect. round picks in the second round. Believe that. I, well, wait, commit. Believe it. No, no, don't commit. Did you see, man? Yeah, he sure feels like we see him in this uniform. He looks so cute. Until he pulls the first dude over and stiff arms and man, man, that moose knuckle flaming. That's so it. That's <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely, I could definitely see a Comet jersey in my future. That's all I'm saying. 
You don't have it already? The fuck, nope. you sleeping kid? Get on the horn, G. That's it. <laughs> Which will you have first? A Comet jersey or a Quinn jersey? I haven't seen any Quinn jerseys yet. Make one. Yeah, yeah, I, that shit. I definitely see a comment autograph mini helmet coming at some point. I don't trust the DH gate design your own jersey. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, sport as hell. <laughs> like, you're, gonna get a, you're gonna get a jersey that's gonna say like fucking. Especially during a pandemic, bro. Like, yeah, I might order that's, a, that, that's not in yeah. stock. You know what I mean? That's order like, a comment jersey and it's gonna come like defund the police. No, not just not, not just that. Like that's the jersey they have to actually make now. The other ones are probably in stock. I still rock the defund the police jersey, by the way. But <laughs> no, what I'm saying is the one that would come in now would be like the one that wipes out your whole family. Right. <laughs> be that yeah, with that good corona on it. What do you think about the basketball jerseys? I think I don't know who the fuck anybody is. I think that's underrated. That bullshit they made Jimmy Butler put a jersey with his name on it. He said, he said, I don't want to wear a jersey because I'm the same as every other black person, and I don't, I don't want to stand out. And so he wanted a jersey with no name on it. And they said, no, you can't. And they made him put on a jersey that said Butler on it. I don't know. That's I think he's, what? I'm not getting into the politics of it. Like, no, I, think, I mean, I like, the, I, I like the idea of the shoes and making a statement with those. Cause that's 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 just kind of dope. Like Harden shoes about like needing change. Like that's cool. But like the jerseys, I think the the jerseys are the, the uniforms are the uniforms. Just they could. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what the right answer is. But just keep the uniforms as the uniforms. I'm not against the message. But like you said, it's hard to see, to tell who's who sometimes. I, I I think number one there's that, but I also think it's like I'm not here for the. You know, TGI Friday's flare protests. You know what I mean? Mm. Like the the like you know oh you know, protests over here but not over here. You know what I'm saying? I like or have it be corporate sponsored protest. Like I, I, it's cool that they're saying you can do that. That's oh great. yeah, the message. I just feel like yeah. when it gets to the point where it's like it becomes another thing to like. I just, I just feel like it's, I don't know what it's doing, and, and I don't want to, you know, like, oh, I was gonna, I don't, you know, political about it, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know what that's doing, like, in terms of, you know, having an effect on anything. Like, it just. Are they, well, are they selling the jerseys with those, those messages on it? Is it I, helping? I mean, I often, I feel the same way about the pink stuff for cancer awareness. What is this doing? It's give all that money that all that pink shit costs straight to cancer research. Cut the cut out the middleman. Like and nobody's we don't need the pink stuff to remind us about cancer. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like it's a weird way to do it. Like like I would what rather up, what ends up happening with these big charities is it's a tax write off for the league, basically. Yeah, and it's I a just, donation in the name of the NFL. A lot, a lot of the bigger organizations, including United Way, which on on the surface, yes, they they show the commercials of what they do, but like if you break down what goes to the employees and what goes to the fund, it's like very small amount goes to what is supposed, what you think in the commercials. A lot of it's going to the people working it. Well, every one of these charities has a millionaire at the head of it. Yes, <laughs> like getting paid by the charity. 
you know, like you can be a millionaire running a charity. Like, yeah, I mean, there's some charity. You gotta, you gotta like research that yourself. I'm not gonna sit here like that's not what this show does. But like, there are charities that more than money actually goes to the charity. And I, I want you to know, I didn't bring it up to make it a political statement or nothing. No, no, I don't. I, I wanted to get your opinion on. Could you see that in the NFL ever? No. No, I think that they'll have the opportunity to make their statement, like Adele said, before the games, and they might have more than one national anthem. I think that you 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 should have the right to express yourself. I don't. I mean, I'm not like it doesn't. The jersey thing doesn't bother me, but when it gets to a point where the fans are trying to follow the game and you don't know who's who, that's that's tough because you're, you're watching the game from a distance and like to try to see the name on the back of the player's jersey. If it's a distraction to try to follow the game, I, I get that. But like as far as the message, I think I think the message needs to be heard. And if they feel like they're accomplishing that, I guess that that supersedes seeing the name on the back of the jersey. And Let's, ultimately, here's what I want to say: is if the players wanted it, I'm all for it. But if it yeah. was like if it was like promoted as this thing, like, hey, guess what, guys? Like, here's what you can do, but don't do this over here. Like, then I'm a little bit against it. But like, if if the players thought of it, the players wanted it, the players are in support of it, they believe in it. Great, it's their yep. league. Yep. And that's how I feel about it. If they, so if the NFL players decide that they want to do it, um, I'm gonna say, you know, I may I may think it's goofy. Uh, you know, from like a f- fan watching it perspective or whatever. Um, I'm not, I don't know if it's as important in football just because like you kind of know where people are, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're not going to be like, who is that out there on the wing? Is that Alan Robinson? Or like, you're going to know, you know, the numbers, like, like the numbers, the numbers make more sense in football. You know, like, I, I'm just not really worried about that aspect of it. I'm just saying, like, when I turned on the NBA, I, like, there was a minute where, I, you know, I'm watching the Heat, and I'm like, I don't even know who's on the Heat besides... Oh, there's Taylor. actually... The num- there's no numbers? No, there's numbers. But okay. I'm saying, like, if I turn on a Heat game... A casual fan's not going to be Yeah, able to. I don't know who's on the Heat besides Jimmy Butler, and maybe is Udonis Haslam still on the Heat? I have no idea. Like, I, I couldn't name you another maybe three or four heat players, uh, you know, so I don't know, like I'm seeing, you know, and so it's like, I don't even know who's on the team. So that became distracting for me. And so it wasn't like, I was like, Oh, let me Google, you know, whatever, like, uh, you know, so I don't know what it, what its effectiveness is. Um, but again, if the players feel that it's, it's important to them, then I'm not going to say shit about it. Right. I just don't want it to be like candy coated, you know, easy to digest, uh, you know, made for TV protests that, that, you know, that's just, that's just there for its own sake. Yep. Right. Yeah. Because I just think it gets, it ends up getting lost in the shuffle. Oh, Unlike so. our quarterback competition, which I think Mitch might actually pull this off guys. We'll, we'll have, we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to see how these competitions play out. I'm I'm extremely excited. Let's get hype, bro. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just hard to listen to, man. You replace the freaking Hey yo, hey do oh and then it's like Hey. I'm hype. Are you hype? 
Yeah. Wild times, man. Wild times in the podcast land. They should really do a show called Podcast. And it will sell yep, itself. Like the lead. Pending, pending, pending. pending. <laughs> well, as my wife told me like four years ago that podcasts are the new tramp stamp tattoos. Mm-hmm. It was right. She was right. Oh, yeah. And as the joke has been made many times before, a group of white men is called a podcast. <laughs> wow. Wow, bro. A group of is called a murder. <laughs> a murder. Uh, I think that about wraps it up. That's, that's not a crowbar. This is a crowbar. See that? See that with their little stools and everything? <laughs> You don't remember that homework, that Simpsons with the crows? Yeah, I didn't really watch The Simpsons, man. All right, that's the end of this episode. <laughs> watch The Simpsons. Oh. Next week, it's going to be Jer and me. And um, Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, <laughs> I watched South Park. You don't watch South Park. What are you going to do? I tried to watch South Park. I did. There you go. <laughs> there we have it. Anything else we didn't cover? I think we covered it all, right? I think we covered it all. Uh, hopefully we get a little more more insight to what's going on in training camp. Hopefully the reporters are are helping us out by doing a great job of covering it. Hope so, man. Hopefully they well, let hopefully them in. Hopefully we get the season in, man. I need some football in my life. No they're gonna get it in. It's it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be wild. It's gonna be rocky. They're gonna they're gonna get it in. Mm-hmm. I think. I just think nothing stops this train. The true true train. train. It's true true. What business has made is the most to gain from sports? The tailgate show. Hydrochloroquine. You can't. Sports betting is. I'm sorry, man. Sports betting. God, don't. I was in a fucking (laughs) four-page diatribe with people. Sports betting and and fantasy football are fucked this year. Well, sports betting is going. (laughs) Oh, sports betting. Happier, happy as can be. You think so? Yeah, sports betting's already happening. They're fucking. They're good to go. (sighs) How can you? Illinois screwed themselves though because they made a deal where basically they let the casinos have first crack at all the sports betting. So you can go and get yourself a a bet Illinois account to bet online, right? But you, in order to do it, you have to go to a casino in person to do it. To, yeah, it's like so great you're saying, you're saying COVID is going to be spiking in Illinois. Yeah, well, it's already on a gentle spike. Oh, nice. There's, there's, there's no, not on a spike right now. Man, hopefully this, shit, this vaccine comes out soon. Yeah, hopefully motherfuckers actually take it. Hopefully they don't rush it and put it out there to make people test on me. I get to go get tested again tomorrow. It's fun. Good times. Yeah, nothing like having your eyeball scratched from the inside. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. This is another episode of The Tailgate Show. And if you uh, if you happen to be finding us, maybe you were someplace else for a while and you've come back, what's up? Shout hey. out to you. Maybe you, you know, usually listen to a different podcast and you said, let me check out these guys. We appreciate you. Hey, we kind of blazed the trail. We kind of left and went indie for a little bit and joined the network. So anyway, the bears. The bears. The end. The questionable choice of photo ops. The beginning. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>